Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and Derek is not with me this evening. I thought I was going to go solo this week because Derek is out gallivanting around the countryside again. As you uh, tell from our last episodes there that Derek did the meanest link trip and uh, had quite fun doing that. And he was here to record one episode before jumping on his motorcycle with some friends and heading south of the border. He's going up through the White Mountains, I guess. He's hitting Mount Washington and whatnot. Really nice area to be be paddling or uh, driving in. And uh, yeah, so I think he'll be back next week unless he just keeps on going. But I am not alone this week. Uh, we got the old Skype thing happening here. And I guess I can't really say in studio, but in our southern studio, our foreign correspondent, <laughs> John Van Berger. John, hey, how buddy. You doing, buddy? I'm all right. How are you doing? Oh, just awesome. Good. So we decided that, well, sorry, I decided that this <laughs> week is your show. Ooh. Because you were going to Texas. Yes. And you're going to be doing some paddling and some boogieing around and mm-hmm. doing a few other things. So we decided, well, keep track of it and we'll do a John Van Berger episode. Wow. So here we go. You're going to let me sing? Yeah, whatever you want, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to do that. You'll never have any listeners again. <laughs> well, you'll be out of a job. <laughs> so... You headed down to Texas. Yeah. You were... yeah I, um, we've decided that uh, we were going to push back the, the Yukon journey, finishing that until next year. Right. And thought uh, I had some things to do down in, in uh, Texas. And I thought, well, you know what? While I'm down there, wouldn't it be fun to bring along a kayak and do a little bit of paddling? Right. And so, uh, so yeah, so it was actually great. There is, you know, I think when you think of Texas, paddling's not the first thing that comes to mind, right? No, there, uh, I mean, there's a couple things that, a couple places to go and whatnot, but uh, yeah, generally you're not thinking, you know, canoes and kayaks and yeah. stuff down there. And it turns out there's actually quite a lot of paddling you can do, uh, you know, depending on where you're going. I was, I focused my time down in Austin, which is, you know, a a cool city on it in its own right. Right. And, um, so, you know, if you draw a line, so, you know, maybe left hours drive around Austin, you can get in a lot of good paddling. So it was, uh, it was great. Uh, yeah, there, there's, um, yeah, I mean, we're not thinking a lot, but, uh, if you got the chance to do it, but you got to know people that are, know the waterways down there too. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, you got, you got to do your, your research first. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you can go on and, and, uh, you know, the first thing obviously, right, is hitting Google and, and looking at paddling reports and things like that. But you, you typically end up with, you know, like one article where someone actually put some time in and then a bunch of sites just kind of, you know, plagiarize it and change a few words. And, and so it's, you know, five, five of the same articles kind of thing. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, when I was going down there, I was thinking, well, you know, mostly I'll, I'll do some flat water and, and some river sections and, but there's a there's kind of a cool uh, there's another way to do it, um, to go paddling um, whenever you're traveling, and uh, if you don't know the area well, there's something called couchsurfing.org, okay. and um, what this is it's actually a place uh, uh, it's a website that connects people so you can stay in someone's house so you can couch surf in, in someone's home, and uh, so you can meet a local they can share. 
you know, the things that they like about their, their city or their location with you, take you out to, you know, you go out to cool places that you might not find otherwise. And, um, and I love it. Airbnb is kind of is based on that. It's kind of the pay version of it. But um, couch surfing is, is pretty awesome. So couch surfing is, is basically hooking up with somebody over the internet and they say, come on, you know, I mean, it's, it's, I guess it's, it's like when you're in a band and you say, yeah, who's, <laughs> we're, we're coming to, to your town to play. Who's got a couch for us to stay on? Cause we exactly. can't afford a hotel or whatever. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's like that. And, and what's cool about it is, is it has like a search function on it. So what you can do, you can say, Hey, I want to find people that are like in my age group. I want to find uh, people that are interested in like, you know, uh, paddling, camping, hiking, you know, whatever it might be. And then it filters through those and gives you a list of people in that area that, that will open their homes to you possibly. And right. so it's, it's really cool. It's, uh, I met some really nice people through it. Um, you know, we talked about, uh, um, when we were up on the Yukon journey, um, John and uh, Susan that were so helpful to us that were, you know, really live on Marsh Lake and, and were, were so important to, to what we were doing there. We originally stayed with them, uh, couch surfing and, okay. and have become friends since that time, you know, and, and it's just kind of, it's a, it's a really cool, it's more like a, a traveling experience than a vacation experience, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. when you're doing the Airbnb, you're going into a empty apartment, basically thing, empty house, empty, mm -hmm. yeah. And yeah. Uh, there's nobody there but you and whoever's with you, right? Yeah, yeah. But the the couch surfing is basically if you're coming to town, you're you're crashing in Derek's basement on on the couch, <laughs> sort of thing, right? And right. his kids jump on you in the morning as they give us cheese. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then Derek so, jumps on you and says, give me beer. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so he told you then, yeah. So yeah. he told you, yeah. That's, yeah. that's cool. And and yeah. it's, it's it's free, basically. Yes. And, you know, like when when I do it, I always, I and, you know, <laughs> uh, kind of apropos to what you just said. I you always bring beer bring, and cheese. <laughs> I do, in fact. Yeah, I do. Because, I mean, what else is Wisconsin known for, right? Yeah. Um, you know, so I'll, I'll bring along something like that, or I may take them out for dinner to say thank you or, um, on, and on this, <laughs> on this trip, you know, like, it's like sometimes people will help with chores or repairs or whatever it might be. And this, on this trip, uh, the, the person I stayed with, I helped put in, uh, like a post and a gate, uh, did some repair on a fence. Oh, um, cool. yeah. And so, you know, it's, I, I felt like a real Texas cowboy, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Working the fence line. <laughs> Working the fence line, getting the cows cows in there. That's right. Yeah. So, but it's a it's a great you know you meet some really cool people and it's not for everyone, right? Because you it's it's you know like like for example, Jan does not really like couch surfing because she feels like she can't get someplace and just kind of like totally relax, like it's someone else's home, you know? Right. And um, so yeah, and I think it tends to work better for extroverts. Um, you know, people that are where you can, you know, sit down and chat with someone you don't know and, you know, that kind of thing. But right. um, it's, it's, it's awesome. So if people are interested, couchsurfing.org. It's been around, it's been around for a long time. I don't even know how long I've been a member. Yeah. You know, that sounds pretty cool. Mm. 
Yeah. But yeah, so, and, you know, like I say, the the pretty much free aspect. But I mean, yeah, if you're willing to help them out sort of thing, like you say, doing the the post yeah. or, or something like that or, you yeah. know, yeah. then that, that, that really works out well as well. Is there a limit on the amount of time you can stay or does it just uh, depend? It, it's, it's, it's up to the person, you know, like um, you can, I, t- I try not to stay more than three or four days in like in one place just because, you know, that's everybody, you know, you're going into their home and, and they're working and you know what I mean? So like you, I don't want to impose on somebody for much longer than that, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, Derek, I'll impose on Derek oh, forever. For I'll weeks, just, months. Yeah. I'm thinking of living there between yeah, the, you know, as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, he's got a nice place, you know? Yeah. Maybe he'll. Wife and kids are wonderful. So, you know, I'm just going to move there. Maybe he'll move out. <laughs> <laughs> he'll move to Wisconsin. That's right. <laughs> Solves my immigration problem. <laughs> you guys just switch houses. Yeah. Oh, he's going to kill me when he hears this one. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, that, that uh, really sounds like a cool idea, you know. Yeah, it, it is. I really like it. It's it's um, it's a lot of fun and uh, it's it's worth looking into. Um, you know, the, the financial aspect of it being free is, um, you know, that's nice, but that's not the reason to do it. Right. Because it's more about making connections with people along the way. So, well, you know what, uh, in, in a way it, it has something to do with it, because if you can connect to somebody, I mean, you're going around the country doing canoeing or kayaking or something like that, doing some whitewater spots. If yeah. you can, uh, stay at somebody that's, you know, going to come out with you for four days, say, and, mm-hmm. and show you all the whitewater and, and, and canoeing and stuff like that, then, you know, because if you're going around the country and you're staying four days here, four days there, that really yeah. adds up to a lot of bills in a hotel. Actually, it does. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So if yeah. you can go out, this this gives you the extra um, push to go out and do these little trips because you've got a place that you don't need to, to worry about the uh, the hotels and stuff like that. Right. You yeah. know, um, Tracy and Ariana just came back from, uh, what, nine days out on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was like, ooh, it's going to be expensive for nine days in a hotel. But her, yeah. Tracy's cousin lives out there and they stayed with uh, at his place the entire time. Oh, that's nice. So, you know, there's there's quite a bit of money that, you know, is still in my pocket. That's yeah. about a grand yeah. that's in your pocket for, for a week. Yeah. So well, if I guess you're, I, you're somebody yeah, younger guess, that's going. Yeah. I guess I, I I should say that it's not like the primary reason. I think, you know, like to to do couch surfing, it certainly helps, right? Yeah. But I think the, the focus really is on the focus of, of the the site and organization has been, you know, making connections. And it's super cool when you go from, you know, like from here to Texas, Wisconsin to Texas, there's a cultural difference. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> but when you go from, you know, like here to Iceland, for example, or here to South Africa, um, you know, then it's fantastic, right? And it's it's based around the world. So it's it's an awesome, it's an awesome thing. Yeah. Yeah, I've, so, ne- I've never done that, but... Uh... Hmm. Yeah, it, it made this trip, uh, you know, and, and I'll, I'll tell you about some of the paddling. It made this trip just because of the couch surfing connection. I had so much more fun and met so many more cool people that I wouldn't have just coming down there on my own. Right. Wow. So the person that you, you stayed with. Yeah. Um, her, her name and in, in, uh, the person I stayed with in Austin was Carolyn Peterson. And... Um, you know, she's one of those people. It's like you know, you put in paddling, and, and 
kayaking, canoeing, and 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 she comes up on the list. And turns out she's she's more than just your your uh, everyday paddler. She competed as a member of the U.S. Women's uh, Whitewater Canoe Team in the World Championships um, in 2009 and 2010. Oh. And uh, yeah, and that was the first year that they were uh, that they had the women's, uh, division with that. And so she's, she knows the area well. She's a great paddler. Um, it was fun to watch her just and, and watch, you know, like how she's reading lines and everything else. And then she's also just like one of the nicest people you'll ever meet guaranteed. I mean, just really cool. So, um, staying with Carolyn, uh, completely changed the nature of this trip. Well, yeah, because someone like that, you definitely got some something in common with, and so you're not yeah. sitting there like humming and hawing <laughs> on 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 trying to make conversation or something either. Right. Yeah, and uh, uh, got to meet her uh, her boyfriend Rodney, who's also a paddler. Now he's not. He's kind of getting more into it because of of her, and you know, meeting her and and going out with her, and uh, so it was really cool, you know, and and so she. She pulled up, uh, you know, some maps and everything and it's like, okay, well, you got to hit this and this is cool and this is great. And, you know, yeah, it, it was awesome. Yeah, it, so- it sounds like it. So you went down there, you, you yep. arranged everything, stayed with her. And did you get out and do some paddling? You know, I did. <laughs> really? <laughs> I did. Good, because had- this would have been a really short episode if you <laughs> didn't. Right. And we're done now. <laughs> All right. I'd like to thank everybody for listening this week. <laughs> can, can I sing now? <laughs> Thanks for nothing, John. <laughs> and yeah, you was, know what? I, you know yeah. what? Before we get into that, you're yes. drinking coffee tonight, right? I am. You're drinking lots of coffee tonight. I am. You know what I'm drinking? Uh, Probably good beer, and you're going to lord it over me, aren't you? Sea level brewing. <laughs> From fresh off fresh off the plane from Nova Scotia. Oh, I hate you. Maple Bach. A Ooh. German style Bach beer. But Bach in this case is B A C H. And there's uh-huh. sheet music and a violin on the front. <laughs> and let's see, as a celebration of spring, we have composed a symphony in C S E A major. Maple Bach is a concert featuring our estate-grown barley and maple sap tapped from the sugar maple trees on the oh, same dude. farm. You're killing me. Oh, I lo- dude. I love a good maple beer, and they're hard to find, so a good one? Oh. Yeah, and you know what? There's I only got two, <laughs> and actually I'm supposed to share them with, with Mackenzie, so I've only got one. Mm. And remember, all that, remember all that cheese I brought you last time? Yeah, it's gone. Just like this beer. (laughs) But thanks. (laughs) Okay, well, that was my only ploy there. That didn't work. (laughs) But I do have some blueberry beer. Yeah. Apparently, I got a six-pack of blueberry beer from there as well. Mm. So I'll save you one of those. Mm. Maybe. Mm. When are you up this way next? Oh, I think it's going to be August now. August. I don't know if it'll last that long. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing it probably won't be there next week. Yeah, I'm thinking so. But you know what? I know a guy who might be able to mail me some. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway. keep the maple keep the maple bock in mind for mailing that out when I come over next. Yeah, I'll have to. Yeah. So right. you well, got down there. Oh, cheese and trees and maple beer, maple bock. 
Yeah. You got a maple. maple I guess you guys wouldn't have, really have a maple cheese. Actually, there is. Uh, I didn't bring it because it's not really that great. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have to figure out what goes with maple block beer and make a dinner of it. There you go. All, All right. right. That's we good. can work on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking at the Austin map here. Yeah. And the Colorado River comes into Austin. Yeah. And a lot of what you do is is going to be on sections of the Colorado. Um, they dam it up. So you have all of these different lakes or things that they call lakes. Um, and it goes right downtown Austin, which is cool. So you can go down there. I'll we'll, we'll chat about that. Um, you can follow it out, um, you know, into different areas down near. Uh, there's a place called Bass Rop and okay. uh, paddle down there on it. And, and so... You know, it's one of the, it's kind of one of the key things and it's got a lot of different, you know, sort of paddling opportunities with it. But there's a lot of other small rivers. There's some, the San Gabriel River was, was actually one of my favorites down there. And it's a, when the dam release goes, it is a blast. It is, uh, it's uh, just in Georgetown, which is in uh, kind of north, I'd say northwest Austin. Okay. And uh, fantastic. Fantastic run. Uh, is it Whitewater? Yeah, okay. yeah. And so, so I, I took down a, a just I wanted to like take down just a general boat, you know. So I took down a, a Wilderness Systems fourteen foot Pungo. Oh, okay. And, uh, this is actually Jan's boat. I've done a little bit of everything with it, and this was the first time I've done much in the way of Whitewater with it. And uh, it's, <laughs> it's not a Whitewater boat. But uh, is now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> it, it is by experience. Um, but yes, yeah, so I took I took that out and and uh, we did the we did the San Gabriel River uh, twice. And the first run that we did was just Carolyn and I. And uh, so we what they do is they release this out of I think it's Georgetown Lake. And there was a very funny uh uh, comment about this river, uh, a review of the river on, I think it's the American whitewater site. And it said, it's black water and it stinks. <laughs> like this person did not have a good time. But, um, what was really cool about this is they opened this up and uh, the, with the, the amount of rain they were getting down there, they really needed to get a lot of water out of there. So they opened it up <laughs> pretty wide and it, flooded out of its normal um, riverbed and up into the woods on both sides. Okay. And so you, you had the channel, the main channel of the river, but then a lot of what you were paddling through was the forest. It was, oh. it was cool. <laughs> the first time I slammed into a tree. <laughs> yeah. Well, the whole thing, you know, so like, one of the things I always like whenever I'm out paddling on on moving water, you know, whether regardless of how fast or slow it's going, it's always I always feel like, you know, you get around this tree or you get around that strainer or this log or that stump. It, it always feels like, you know, little minor miracles. Right. You get out. You oh, OK. Made it that made it here. But when you're shooting down through on white water going through the forest, that's a whole different thing. And uh, it's it was a blast. How thick was, was this forest? It was thick. There were, you know, I, 
the first time out, I did. I forgot the GoPro, so I didn't get really getting shots of it. The second time out, I, I put the GoPro on, and it's on the super wide angle, so it doesn't look like that tight. But you're actually going through this stuff really tight. And there were times where, you know, I'm just like, okay, well, I, I got to get on this side of the tree, and you just barely make it, and you're slamming because again, it's a 14 foot boat. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, was it fun! It was so much fun. <laughs> and you're you're going through that. You know, initially you're. Okay, so you and I privately have had the snakes conversation, okay? Oh, I um, love snakes. Yeah, me yeah. too. I love them as much as you do. Yeah, um, I love them when they're 100 miles away from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In a cage, so, underwater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel the same. I mean, I'm, I am near phobic about snakes. I mean, I, I really don't like them. And uh, when I was looking at stuff on the on going to Texas, I'm thinking, first thing I think of is rattlesnakes, right? Right. And then there's like, uh, what, a, I mean, you know, there's, uh, was it cottonmouths down there, or, uh, water moccasins, whatever it is, you know? Um, so a couple of nasties and then they have coral snakes down there too. Uh, those are the red, yellow, black snakes. Yeah. And yeah. And they are actually members of the North American Cobra family. Really? Yeah, well, I didn't those are know nasties as well. Do they do they stand up and do the neck thing? Like they they don't do that, but they're they're little and narrow. You know, they don't have that viper triangle head, right? Right. But um, I didn't know there was a North American cobra family. I'm like, what? You know, so I was really pleased to learn that. Oh, I um, bet. Right before I left. Um, oh, but hang when on, you're hang on a second. Hang on a second. I just got to do something here. Okay. Uh, Texas bucket list. Cross that off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. As you were saying. <laughs> they uh you know, you you find these things out, right? And then you go down there and your thought is as you're paddling through the woods, like your initial thought is, Oh crap, I really have to look and see what's in these trees and what's on the, the logs and everything, right? Yeah, because this is where they hang out. Yeah, you know, you don't want to bang into one of those. And, um, and being a, a a more open cockpit of your pungo, yes, you hit a tree, um, it shakes the tree, things fall out of the tree. Hmm? Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. so, Lucky so, you. <laughs> you have this very very short because of the water because of the you know the discharge rate. You had this very short thing of oh crap, I gotta watch for snakes. And then after that, you just have no time to even think about that because you're trying to you know, to horse this boat, you know, this 14 foot boat through this little forest. And, uh, so then at that point you're just kind of like, okay, snakes are secondary now (laughs) to to being upside down and caught in a strainer. Uh Um, but it was, it was really awesome. Um, it was so much fun. We got to, uh, there was, uh, you know, there's some low head dams and there's these low water bridges. So, you know, people can go down there and ride their bike through the park and, and, you know, go down, uh, cross the river several times. Right. And there was, there was one spot where we had to, you know, we had to kind of, we couldn't go over this low water bridge and especially with the 14 foot because of the kind of the way it was built. And so she's, she says, stay here. And I'm kind of like wedged in some trees and she's going to go scout it out. And so she's out and she's walking through and walking around this. And, and it, it was a while, and finally, she turns around and looks at me, and she just kind of shrugs her shoulders. And I'm like, oh, crap. You know, like, 
like like it was like the it was just kind of like well i don't know kind of expression and i thought you know if a world-class whitewater canoeist doesn't know i'm probably gonna die here soon you know we're just gonna wing it yeah yeah um so we scouted it and there's all this you know there are all these strainers and the water's going fast here and it was like well i'm just gonna try to run in cross over underneath the dam uh try not to get pushed down into that bridge and you know so we get over we get to the other make it fine actually super easy and afterwards i was like Oh man, we should have just done that to start with. Um, <laughs> we we get to the other side, and I'm I'm I no more than get out because we still have to portage around the dam. Then mm-hmm. no more than get out, and I look to my left, and a snake comes swimming up the river, <laughs> and it's it's just like a grass snake. It's maybe a meter long or so, right, a yard long. Right. But by the it it comes up toward my boat, and it's going like right to the cockpit, and and Carolyn says as if she needs to say this, don't let it get in. (laughs) (laughs) Why? And and I'm like, by the time she said it, I've already grabbed the stern handle and I've got it up about four or five feet high so it can go underneath and keep going, you know? Um, And that was the the time she also says to me, she says, uh, well, don't touch it if it has bright colors. Now, you know, I mean, I I know why someone would say that, right? Because the brightest colors... Typically, the you know the worst venom, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But but cottonmouths and rattlesnakes and stuff are muted colors, right? Yeah. I'm only going to no touch them really hard with the end of a paddle. Yeah. Multiple no times. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I figure if I'm down there and it looks like a rope, uh, a vine, um, a bent branch, I'm not touching it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I can just it's, sit there. Yeah. No, it's 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 not going to happen. You know. So. Um, <laughs> So what I, I will tell you, though, I thought immediately about you when I saw the snake swimming up toward the cockpit. And I'm just like, oh, Sean would love this. Oh, here, kitty, kitty, kitty. <laughs> <Come here. laughs> so uh, but, you know, the, the snake moved on and and we continued the run and, and down through trees. And and uh, yeah, it was it was really fun. It was one of those things where you're like, God, I'd love to do that again. And. Turned out we did. A <laughs> um, couple days later, she she called some whitewater friends, uh, Charlie and, and Paulo. And and so, you know, they all have whitewater boats. And right. I'm in that, that you know, the punga, the 14-footer. The and uh, it was so much fun. I'm banging into, like, Paulo's ahead. And he's trying to, you know, maneuver through things. And he's playing and everything. And I'm just like, boom, sorry, boom, sorry. <laughs> like a bull in so, a china shop. Oh, yeah, totally. That's that's a yeah. Um, at one point, he said something about the, he's like, "How long is that boat? Like eleven foot?" And I said, "Yeah, it's 14. He says, "Oh, I'm surprised you can do anything with that." <laughs> <laughs> you and me both, brother. <laughs> but I just took, I just smiled and said, "Thank you. <laughs> that's a good compliment." <laughs> and you guys, you guys did the same area. Yeah, we actually we went down. Um, we did the the run, this, the exact same run, uh, a couple days later. And it was fun because, you know, you, you knew a little bit more what to expect. You still had every channel. And, and we had to do a lot of scouting because of the, the way it ran through. And and I'll, uh, I'll post some pictures of, of some of these sections. And I'll post uh, some video, too. Um, but you had to do a lot of scouting. So when you the second run, you kind of had the sense of, of where you had gone before. But... Like with any river and any whitewater, especially, 
you know, there could be a new log across the thing and you could have a real hard time. Right. right. So you still had to, you know, look for those open channels. You couldn't take it for granted. Um, but, but an absolute blast. I've never, you know, I've never paddled whitewater through a forest before. So, um, <laughs> it was great fun. It was great fun. Cool. Sounds like it was. Mm. Did you do any other paddle when you were there? Yeah, I, so that was kind of the, the, the whitewater that I did there. They're also, you know, the Colorado runs right through downtown Austin. Right. So mm -hmm. uh, the dammed off section there is called Ladybird Lake. Okay. And you go out there and it's, you know, there's, geez, I, I went down there and there were, I don't know, you know, there are lots of young people out paddling kayaks and sit on tops and SUPs and they're swimming in the springs and you got kids jumping off bridges and, um, you know, it, it was just a, a really cool kind of just kind of a fun urban paddling experience. Right. And then you, you have that beautiful skyline in the background. Right. Uh, so that was that was really nice. If you stay down there at night, um, the bats come out of one of the bridges and it's a very famous tourist attraction down there. So they bring out like there's like a million bats that come flying out of here. I mean, like a literal million, I think it is. Isn't there and, a bat observation center or something downtown Austin? Yeah. And there's, you know, so there's people on, on both sides of the river to watch for them. And then they bring out, there's like every kind of boat then on the water at right. that point. Um, they bring out these barges of, of like to, with seats on it for tourists. Oh. Um, there's people, a lot of the rental sit on tops. They even had some of those large, the, you know, those swan boats, those pedal boats. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure they were majestic Canadian gooses boats. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm pretty sure of that, but, uh, there was even, there was one, one family in a canoe and the father was in a three piece suit, a white three piece suit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Had a vest, but no life vest. So, you know, you go figure that one out. <laughs> Odd. Yeah. Strange yeah, things happen in the midnight sun. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I went down there and, and the bats came out kind of late that night. And so apparently when they come out right at dusk where you can still see up in the sky, well, it's almost like uh, the, you know, when swallows that was it a murmuration. Oh, Capilano. Yeah, you know yeah. where they get like hundreds or thousands of birds, and they're and they're all moving. Apparently, it can it can look like that. Um, it was just a little too dark for me to be able to see what they were doing once they came out. But watching them just come out of the like from the supports where they were flying out was it was it was so cool. It was really cool, and because it was so late, all of the rental people had to leave. So I was literally the last person under the bridge, um, and it was great. You know, I mean, you feel like you have the, that experience to yourself, and or at least on the water. And there, there were hundreds of people lined up on top of the bridge too. Wow. But um, yeah, it was it was cool. So we, so I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, that's pretty neat. Um, I probably should get back now, though. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, uh, I. Uh, start paddling back and as I'm getting back to where I need to be for the takeout 
um, I, their high school actually has a put in, which is really cool. But they have no signage, <laughs> no lights whatsoever. I mean, not on the parking area next to it, not on the kind of little, you know, the little put in itself. And so I started to using the my cell phone because I had put it in, uh, as a destination to drive down there from from Carolyn's house. Right. And I, I used that. And so I, I was using the GPS with it to find my way back out. Oh, and yeah. And it worked great. Um, but my phone got wet. Now, that, I'll tell you why that's important later. But uh, but <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't end well. Let me put it that way. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but it was really great, right? Because you, you know, all of the the people that were down there. I mean, I'm playing tourists too, but they had to turn in early. So then I had the whole, like that section of river to myself. And the only other person I saw as I was coming out was a guy in uh, was a fishing kayak, and he was out there doing a little bit of fishing, and that was it. So it was a you know a pretty neat experience. So for flat water, it was. It's one of those things that, you know, it's it was an only in Austin experience. Right. Uh, yeah, because I'm, I'm just sitting here looking at the map here. Yeah. And, yeah, it goes right downtown, mm-hmm. right right through down, like, well, the whole city, right? Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, there's some wider sections and whatnot and lots of bridges going over. And mm-hmm. that one, it does look pretty cool place to paddle. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, and the, so the Colorado, the... The next paddle I did was going out that, you know, again, they dam it up. Right. So this one was the next paddle that I went out and did was north, uh, kind of northwest. Well, I shouldn't say northwest, kind of west of town, I guess. And it's, you know, they dam these sections off and it was, you know, it's like Lake something or other here, Lake this here, Lake that. And um, this was Lake Austin. um, But they're. For some reason, they all seem to have at least two names. And I thought, I'm like, what? Wait a minute. Why? This is, you know. And Carolyn said, yeah, they. I don't know why that is, but there are numerous names for these same lakes. So it, it can be a little bit confusing. What I can tell you is that they're all filled with speedboats. Um, <laughs> and uh, they're all very busy. And so I kind of got that experience. They got some cool bridges and everything. Um, but it was... You know, it was kind of like just nice to get out, you know, that day. Um, and the people at the, what was it, the 360 boat uh, put in. I think it's called 360. Um, so nice. And it was like one thing, too. The people, like in every, I think every experience I had there with, like, connections with people, everybody was so cool. And uh, so that was one thing that was really nice about that. You know, I think I remember the how helpful the people that work there were probably better, you know, than the river, that river section itself. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm just looking at this and it says the Colorado river, Colorado river, Colorado, and then Lake Austin. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you can see when you're looking at it, it looks just like a section of river, right? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't it, look it really like doesn't this. look any different than the rest of it. Right. And so, and I was looking at another map and it said there was a different name for it. And then one of them also had like formerly Lake, something else so that one even had three names Ew. so yeah don't ask me why yeah. <laughs> i have no idea <laughs> loop 360 boat ramp yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that's right by the penny that the penny uh, backer bridge yeah which is a cool bridge and uh when i was there they were uh i think a local nursing home or something were 
were taking some of the residents out so they could sit down and some of them could fish and um, uh, help them get a, an older gentleman. He was in a, a pretty heavy wheelchair. And so I helped him get him down to the bank to, you know, and, and uh, he was just very happy to be out there. It was, it was kind of cool. And so and I had paddled out and, and he's smiling and waving and, you know, that was, that was kind of cool. And it was cool to see them do that with the, with the residents. Yeah. There's a, there seems to be a lot of green space along the river going through yeah. Austin, a lot of little parks and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So when you're saying it's busy, you're saying it's busy recreationally, not like, like the Mississippi's got, uh, boats and barges. It's a working river, but yeah, th- this, this, is, one, this isn't, this is all recreational. Yes. Yeah. This is all people and, you know, water skiing or, you know, just taking out houseboats or whatever it might be. Um, but it's, yeah, all recreational. There wasn't any kind of, uh, you know, working river down there. Uh, that's cool. That, that I was on. Yeah. But it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was the, the bridge is cool when you're out there. Lots of, um, gosh, I, saw, I went up a uh, turtle Creek and that's another thing where you're, you know, you're paddling under all these branches and you're looking very closely at them because now you don't have to worry about, you know, banging off trees. Mm-hmm. Now you, now you can be afraid of snakes again. So, you know, awesome. <laughs> you had mentioned something else. Yes. Besides snakes. Oh, that I yeah. was not aware of. Yeah. And this I, just doubly, triply makes me want to cross Texas off my list now. <laughs> so tell me, yeah. what else did you find besides well, I snakes? Was, I was out walking one night and, and it was, uh, this is probably one of the best parts too. It was a, a little park around a middle school and they had a nice little gravel walkway. And so I'm walking around there and a, a, again, I'm looking for anything that looks like a snake, right? Yeah. I, I, yeah. And so, uh, it's getting close to dark and I'm walking and I, I, I step next to something that looks like a black, kind of like a medallion or so, you know, and I'm like, what's that? And as I'm looking down at it, it jumps and it jumps, thankfully not on me, but on the side of the trail and, uh, went back and, and looked a little closer and, uh, took a photo because it was a tarantula. Which I didn't realize we're in Texas. I didn't really think about that either when I left. I was so focused on the North American cobra family. But you didn't realize there's other things going to get you. <laughs> That's right. They gang up on you. Yeah, you know. I mean, what what do you do? I mean, the, the snake I, distracts I, you, and the, the <laughs> giant, right. the, 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 the giant spider the size of a dinner plate gets you. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think that's why people are so nice down there, right? Because you know it's kind of them against the the snakes and the tarantulas, so they have to be <laughs> they have to be good and work together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be nice to you because chances are you'll be dead in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right, no doubt. Uh, but yeah, that was a that was a little bit of a surprise. So especially like you know when you're walking around a a middle school, right? Yeah, <laughs> where the kids hang out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where's Fred? Well, he was here yesterday, but, you know, apparently he's dropped out of school for some reason. That's right. <laughs> Did the family move? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like fun, buddy. It, you know, honestly, it, that saying, you know, when I think about it, the, the Ladybird Lake downtown is is something you, it's so unique. It's so Austin. And then the San Gabriel River run, honestly, that going down through there was one of what I think of is, is like the most enjoyable times on the water because it was so different, right? Yeah. Um, 
it's not like you're paddling next to the forest. You're you are paddling, paddling you know, you're paddling <laughs> through it and you're flying through it. There's and, gotta, uh, there's gotta be a can't see the forest for the trees sort of thing. <laughs> that's there. right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it was, it was pretty great. And if, if, uh, I'll put up the, like I said, I'll try to put up the GoPro video on it, but it's, it's pretty funny because you keep hearing, like I'm laughing and then you hear a thunk, you know, where <laughs> I, I've, I've hit something again and then I'll laugh again and thunk and, you know, uh, it's, uh, it was great. Yeah, it was great. Let's do so, that again. Yeah, exactly. It's not my <laughs> boat. It's my wife's boat. <laughs> yeah yeah you know she she hasn't looked at the bottom of the boat or, or the sides of it i think since i've gotten back which is probably a good thing well i have no idea how that happened <laughs> <laughs> wow so let's take a quick break here and right. when we come back we'll talk more about uh your uh, texas trip we'll Thanks. be right back hi this is dark Sparst. you're listening to paddling adventures radio if you like what you've been hearing, you can find out more by checking us out at PaddlingAdventuresRadio.com, as well as on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page for our website, where all our podcasts are available for download or streaming. We love to hear from our listeners, so if you have a suggestion for the show or want to let us know how we're doing, please drop us a line. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka and Halliburton. Welcome back. Uh, again, Derek is not in the studio tonight. We've got John Van Berger, our Ford correspondent from The Outdoor Kind. I never did mention that the first time. And he's talking about his trip down to Texas, land yeah. of snakes and spiders. <laughs> and barbecue and tacos, like the best tacos. You Man, fantastic. Real tacos or fake tacos? <laughs> like Taco are- Bell tacos or Mexican These- tacos? These were Mexican tacos and oh, you could go into like, so just like after, after one of those, uh, that, uh, San Gabriel run, yeah. we, uh, with the, with the other, uh, gents involved in that, we went into this, the guy says, Oh, let's go have a beer at, you know, such and such bar or whatever. And we went in there and it's like, even just the tacos in a bar down there are like so good, you know, it was, uh, yeah, it was great. It's it was not great. a Taco Bell taco. That's for sure. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, those are so good, though. Uh, I know we're in Mexico and people were saying, oh, don't eat the local stuff. And, uh, yeah, we ate some of the local stuff, and it was actually quite good. Really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, but, it was yeah. awesome. So the Texas Water Safari you were talking about. Yeah. this So one of the uh, events, and I was not entered in this, um, <laughs> and uh, which is why I made it back, Um yeah, I know, because you were saying you were hoping to get into it. <laughs> no, no, they <laughs> actually, you know, uh, to be honest, if I wasn't doing the Yukon journey next year, I would really consider it. Um, it's it is a 260 mile or 420 kilometer canoe uh, kayak paddling race from oh, so Santa day Mar- and a half. 
It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, from San Marcos, Texas, which is a little southwest of Austin, about an hour southwest of Austin, and it goes down to Sea Drift, Texas, uh, down on the Gulf, and uh, runs along the San Marcos and Guadalupe rivers. And it's an endurance race. It is, I mean, it's hardcore. It has a 100-hour cutoff. So if you don't make the cutoff, you are officially DNF'd. You know. Oh. Um, and uh, they've, you know, they. It's the second Saturday in June every year, and uh, they they bill it as the world's toughest race. Um, now I, you know, I might say the Yukon 1000 could be in that, you know, could take that title, yeah. but you know, but, but I tell you what, here's the thing after, after being down there and watching this, there is no doubt that this is a, this is a tough race because you're, you're paddling in, you know, hundred, hundred degree temperature Fahrenheit, hundred degree temperatures, humidity is high. I mean, I was sitting next to the river taking pictures and completely soaked in sweat. Um, and you know, there's some hardcore competitors in this. And uh, so I, I will grant them that this is one of the toughest races in the world. Not you know? necessarily the toughest, but one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'm UConn, UConn 1000 is. I mean, after doing our hundred miles in 24 hours, you know, that day we did like a we did 109 miles. You oh, heard something nasty there. You okay, buddy? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was your end. Oh. I don't know what happened there. Should we stop that and back that up just a hair? No, we're still going. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> There's one of the snakes coming after you. That's right. That's right. I had tarantulas in my bag and they just jumped out. <laughs> they came up and gotcha. Anyway, uh, yeah, so after the, you're talking about the, uh, the Yukon one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do, just doing... You know, uh, 109 miles that day in 24 hours uh, to think about doing a thousand, you know, um, with only four hours sleep. That to me seems like that might be more difficult just based on the on the mileage involved. But but I tell you what, this is this is for sure no cakewalk, you know. Well, I mean, th that heat would totally, yeah. totally kill you. Right. And when you would and, and I went down to the start, you know, of the event, I was I wanted to take some pictures and, and I wanted to try to talk to a few people, you know, every boat that you would look into, um, you know, they would have coolers with with lines running up that they could clip on, you know, and um, so they could, you know, have a near constant, um, um, you know, to avoid water dehydration, water, Gatorade, whatever it might be. Right. Right. Uh, so it's, it's a, it's a brutal event. They had, uh, this year actually, because of all the rain down there, um, this year they had a record number of paddlers finish. They've been doing this since the early sixties and, uh, typically 50 to 60% of people will drop out. Um, so again, it's, you know, there's no question. It's tough this year. Only 18% didn't finish. Really? So that's yeah. So that's pretty cool. You know, I mean, uh, a lot of people are out, and they run you. You know, the the route goes over dams. It's you know uh, down some rapids, and so you got to get out. And and we're talking everything from you know six person canoes, uh, a six person stand up paddleboard, uh, which was pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. um, down to there's a class for the old uh, you know the Alumacraft uh, um, canoes, right? Those heavy 
Uh, oh, the old Grumman's? Yeah. I yeah. mean, so there's, uh, and everything in between. Like I saw a guy in an Oru kayak, you know, the okay. foldables. The folding ones, yeah. Yeah. I Ooh. saw a, a guy out there and I was talking to somebody. I'm like, if that guy can finish it and that, I am <laughs> I am doing this next year. <laughs> in like you Flynn, know? yeah. <laughs> and I think he was a big guy. And I think she thought like I was like body shaming this guy. <laughs> and it's like. Uh, no, actually he's, he's, uh, we were, yeah, we have the same body type. So I'm, yeah, <laughs> big yeah. guys. No, in I'm, our room, I'm canoe shaming him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it, it was a cool thing to see. They, they, uh, they started these springs, um, in San Marcos, uh, up on the, on the university campus. And, uh, they, uh, they paddle out from there and almost immediately they end up going through some rapids in the center of town. And it's pretty funny because a lot of the, as I was driving to get to the starting point, you could see people already lining up, um, to watch them go through that section, you know? Yeah. Uh, there are certain sections that people just, uh, want to see who wipes out. That's yeah, what yeah. it is. Come on. <laughs> it is. And, and a lot of people tried to run it apparently. And, and, uh, the, the folks that I talked to, they were standing there, so they didn't see anybody get through it. Um, okay. So, but, uh, I, you know, I, I was uh, trying to trying to get ahead to another spot to, to take photos at that point. But, but it was, <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. I mean, it was, you know, the starting event when they, the, when they take off out of there. Um, you just watch all of these boats go by. I think there were something like 170 different boats. So it's um, all just a, like an en masse sort of. Start yeah. Yeah. There's rows. So they, you know, they got like five boats to a row, six boats to a row kind of thing, you know? Right. And then they have everybody just sort of lined up and, and the air horn goes and, and they take off and it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun to watch. It's absolute chaos. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know, and you think, and you watch some of these people, I mean, they're just going for it. Like that air horn goes and they're going for it. And you think, man, this is a, you know, this is, like say 260 miles, 420 kilometers and, and they're hammering, you know, yeah. right from the start. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Do they go all night or is there a break? I don't think there's man mandated breaks on this. And, and, um, you know, the, the hardcore finishers, I, I mean, I'm super impressed by like the solo paddlers, especially, right. Right. Because they, right. because they're don't, you know, they may not pull over and sleep. If you're a, if you're a real serious competitor, you're just going to keep pushing. Well, if you're in a boat with six people, that's a lot different than, right, than than a solo canoe. <laughs> and uh, so as I was as I was uh, watching the the start, I'm just you know you, it's it's cool too because it's a it's a race and and people are excited because they've got friends out there and and a lot of the people that you talk to are part of a team. They're the the support crew. And really, the only thing you're supposed to do is, in, in terms of support crew, is, is give them water and ice. Right. Basically, everything else they're supposed to be doing, you know. Yeah. Um, but I started talking to a lady standing next to me on this little dock, and uh, her name was uh, Jessie Hazelwood, really nice person. And, and so we're just chatting away, and, and she was telling me that her boyfriend, uh, Michael Teshi, was, was across river in a, in a solo canoe. And it was like, Wow. So it was kind of cool to, you know, you, you, uh, kind of find out where, what some people are doing 
Um, there's a guy named Steve Dawson who came up uh, with his wife and some other paddlers from Australia. And they were posting a lot of stuff in the church of the Double Bladed Paddle Facebook site. Right. And so I, like the day before, I said, hey, Steve, I'm going to, I'm going to, probably be talking about this on paddling adventures radio would love to chat with you for you know a few seconds and when i got down there it was you know sort of the chaos of a you know uh, everybody putting in the water and everything out uh from from the starting area and i thought geez i'll never find them there i talked to a couple of guys local guys who had a you know an aluminum canoe uh old school and uh chat with them a second and the very next person i ran into was steve dawson <laughs> <laughs> So it was pretty cool. That was, that was pretty neat. Um, they had actually got up there and on one of their practice runs, um, got caught in a strainer. It, um, ripped a big gash in the boat. They actually put the boat back together. Um, they used some branches, some, uh, tie downs, some duct tape, and they got the boat back in and somebody, uh, some connection that they had there, they were able to build a new section of, on the boat before the start. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, so I got a chance to see them out there and, and, uh, so they, uh, they did that in, I think their finishing time. I, I don't know where they finished in their class. They finished it in 44 hours and 33 minutes. Really? Which is pretty amazing. Yeah. And there's some great pictures if you go to uh, either to uh, Steve Dawson's Facebook page or to the Texas Water Safari or Church of the Double Plated Paddle. You'll see some of the pictures. And there's one where they're kind of going over. Um, and, uh, yeah, they it was it looked like a pretty grueling experience. Um, and then Michael Teshi, who is uh, who I'd mentioned before, he ended up finishing third in solo uh, of all the solo racers he took third place um yeah did it just under 45 hours i guess and then he was 18th of 170 boats so i mean that's fast is that water going it depends pretty good it's it's let let Oh, boy, you know, it's it's not going that fast. It was going a little faster this year because the water's higher. Right. Um, but you do have dams and stuff that, you know, there's a number of dams you have to go over in this. Um, then you get out to the bay and everything. Uh, I, I looked at it, and uh, he was averaging over five and a half miles an hour in 100-degree heat. Wow. And that, I mean, that's... You know, you think about that over 45 hours, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty impressive. And, and as a solo paddler, that's the other thing. I, you know, I mean, and they're going through. I, I, I stopped at one spot. There was a bridge. And underneath the bridge, because the water had been so high and was coming down, all of the these, like, sticks and logs and everything had jammed up in it. So they were sticking down. You know, it was like kind of like pikes outside of a, <laughs> you know, Outside of uh, a medieval castle. castle thing. Yeah, yeah. And so your lines were taking you to the to the far right or to the far left. And most people did really well with that. And so everybody's there and they're saying, you know, good line and, you know, keep it up. And and uh, and then these guys came and they went right down the middle. 
Mm. And uh, it was just like it was painful to hear because it was just snapping and, and uh, you know, kind of these guys yelling. And, and, and uh, you know, it's it's a brutal race for sure. It's a, wow. But, well, I, yeah. I was doing the uh, calculations. We did the Brent Run, which is 162 kilometers uh, in 40 and, hours. Mind you, we had a bit of a rest. Uh, and we're going all night. But it, there's a lot of portaging and, and big lakes and stuff. And we hit wind and that. But we yeah. did 162 kilometers in 40 yeah. hours. And this yeah. is 420 yes. kilometers. So at our rate, if we ran into all the same things in this, we would get it done in about 100 hours. Mm-hmm. So the fact that these guys are getting this done, but mm-hmm. they didn't have as many portages, I would presume. And I don't know if they had the massive lakes with the with the big winds. Right. But they still, did when they get out. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty it's, cool. It, yeah. And, you know, there's wind out in the bay and everything. And, and apparently when you get out to the bay, it's kind of, it can be really tricky navigating and, and making sure you're in the right areas. And, um, but it was pretty cool. So the, the other thing, I mean, and, and again, everybody is down there is so cool. I mean, I talked to all these people along the way. I talked, uh, one gentleman was, was there with his girlfriend and their dog and they're just kind of sitting there and, and, uh, he raised, uh, raced it and finished it in 2009. So, you know, he was kind of sharing his perspective on it and, um, but it was just cool. You know, it was, it was a cool event. It's, it's paddlers and, and, you know, their families and yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah. So you think you'd like to do it again or like to actually attempt it sometime? I, yeah, I think so. Like I, I really do. I think it would be an interesting, you know, but, but see, here's the other thing too is, I'm a northern boy in pretty much yeah. every sense of the word. And so I get down there, I mean, literally sitting there taking pictures, my shirt was soaked through with sweat. See, I would start this race mm-hmm. and I'd probably get about three hours into it and I'd go, ah, screw this. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't handle the heat well at all. Yeah. And when you're talking that kind of heat, it's like, yeah. You paddle. I'll just be sitting here. I, I, you know what? I'm just going to hang overboard in the water and you can just drag me to the bay. That's right. Because <laughs> you know, that's as much as you're going to get kick. out of me after the three <laughs> after the three hours. I'm just like yeah. excess baggage at that point. Yeah, it was it was impressive. Um, so uh, Michael, who, who you know, took that third in that solo canoe. He's done it almost 10 years now. I think he took a couple of years off here and there, but so he's done this a lot. And I think he had done it with teams before and everything, but, um, it was, you know, it was really cool. And to, to finish that third. So he, he had posted a picture at the, at the end of the, at the, uh, finish line. There's a, you know, where you can kind of get up from your boat and, and take a picture on the dock. It looks like and he's got his hand up in his air in the air, which I, I, that was impressive. Uh, after that, <laughs> being able to raise your hand, yeah. somebody, one of his friends said something like, you look like hell. <laughs> uh, it was kind of funny. It was like, oh, good friend. But, you know, after this, the fact that he's there at all is, you know. Yeah. Um, so Steve Dawson, the, the Australian guy I mentioned, he and his wife, uh, Kate, they are now up in the Yukon. They're going to run the Yukon River Quest. Oh, yeah. And, um, so they are about to start on that. They went and had a, a few days of rest in, uh, over in, uh, Vancouver and then Victoria. And then they jetted on up to, 
to Whitehorse, and and they're going to compete in the event up there. So, and that's an extra three hundred kilometers, because yeah. that's what seven hundred and twelve yeah. kilometers, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yep. For that yeah. event. So, so that's pretty cool. So they're going to go do that. Well, hopefully, it's cooler for them. Oh God, <laughs> it's got to be. <laughs> it's got to be. You know. Wow. I mean, I was. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was it was uh hot and humid i will say that it was hot and yeah humid. well it sounds but, like the uh, people are having a good time though regardless oh yeah yeah and and again you know just good people and a lot of fun so yeah uh, but i went from that uh then i drove that is about a roughly 45 minutes to an hour southwest of austin then i drove over to southeast of austin to a, a town called bastrop uh, Texas, okay. and did a section of the Colorado River over there, and uh, that was actually really nice. Now it didn't have the you know any white water, but it was moving water. Um, it was it was uh, fast actually in a lot of places it was fast. But I went out with uh, James and Joe Everhart, um, and go back to couch surfing. Uh, they are couch surfing friends of Carolyn Peterson. Oh, and so she was like, oh, you should ask him about paddling down there. So I said, hey, I'm thinking about, you know, paddling. Uh, What do I do for, you know, like a shuttle or whatever? Is there a place down there? Well, there was a place that could do it um, for, you know, a a pretty penny. And so I was just like, well, you know, I'm down here. Um, If I got to, I got to. Right. I just I just want to go paddling. And um, the response I got back from him was, hey, we're actually we're thinking about going out and paddling. So why don't you just join us? So, you know, so I got a, a chance to, to connect with them and uh, we paddled that day. I don't know, probably a, maybe a four hour run or something like that. Oh, that's cool. Oh, it was awesome. That's a good yeah. hour out. And, uh, you know, and it was a very Texas kind of paddle because there's, you know, there's cattle along the both sides of the, you know, on the <laughs> banks and stuff. And uh, you're you know, stopping to so fix that, fences. That's, that's right. <laughs> yeah, get me some barbecue. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that that was pretty neat. Um, the river was. He said normally most of the river was about three feet high, and I took uh, took my um, my paddle 240, grabbed it on top, and pushed it down as far as I could go, and it still didn't hit um, didn't hit bottom. So it's you know the water was was definitely very high this this time of year. Right. And I think that's why they ended up like with the the Texas Water Safari. That's one of the reasons they had so many people finish too. Um, you know, cuz the water was high and and fast. So Everybody just cruising through it this year. Yeah. Um but yeah, so the this was a uh, it was nice down there. It was kind of funny because we were talking and you know the the thing about I think it's one of those things like snakes i'm not used to snakes so i don't like them i'm fine with bears right because you know we bears here bears in the yukon whatever it might be and so we're you know having those conversations and he says oh yeah i I saw a a coral snake go across the path right at the put-in where we went in i'm like oh god good thing you didn't tell me (laughs) yeah yeah uh so um but see the difference between snakes and bears Mm -hmm. bears you can see them Mm-hmm. Snakes yeah. sneak up on you like little ninjas, right? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know they're there. It's not like you can go, oh, a bear. Sorry, I didn't see you standing next to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. It was, yeah. Yeah. But uh, 
it was yeah it was an it was a nice run down there and it was it was more like kind of a, a a river up here might be you know like kind of a typical river up here and so it was um just a, a, a nice fun paddle and lots of people out on the water and you know enjoying that so cool it's uh yeah it was a great day to start with the texas water safari and then end up you know going over and doing a paddle and and we went out and had a had a, a nice lunch afterwards and and again you know couch surfing and and you know now friends with them too so that's it's kind of a again it's a cool thing well you know what if you get along with them and stuff like that then you know you put a little pin in your in your map and then the next time you're heading down that way you, you got somebody to hey coming down that right. way again and yeah and vice and, versa and too right exactly and that's what you know i talked to, to to them and talked to carolyn and rodney and said you know come on up to Wisconsin and, and, you know, was telling them about some of the paddling up here and, and they knew about the wolf, sheep in particular knew about the wolf river because of the white water. Right. Um, but you know, it's kind of like, and what I really like is it's not just, you're not talking to somebody and just saying, Oh yeah, we'll drop by. Right. Like, you know, you're, you're saying to someone, yeah, come on by. And then they say something like, well, what time is best time of year to come up? Right. You know, or what, what's, and that's kind of neat that, cause you're like, okay, yeah, cool. They're going to, they're going to come up. Yeah. So. And we're going to get out for a paddle and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was, uh, that was kind of the last, so I got out about five times down there, um, you know, got the race in and there were a couple other things that they had planned to try to work and, and they didn't quite make it. Um, I was going to do, there's actually the starting place for the Texas water safari is on these springs, uh, at the university. And, um, they, REI takes a group out at night with spotlights. And so you, you paddle over this, over the springs, which you normally can't get into anyway. And then you have spotlights to look down into the water and look down into the springs. Oh, it's like, that sounds cool. So they unfortunately had a group. I was going to be in on this paddle with this group and the group canceled. And so, you know, so then my trip got canceled too, unfortunately. Right. They got but, a minimum number of people. Uh, well, they didn't want to take one guy out. I can tell you that. Um, <laughs> so one isn't the minimum. <laughs> one is not. And, and, and I did try to bribe them with Wisconsin beer. Um, but yeah, it didn't work. So you know, <sighs> I, I tried. You needed I to tried. throw the cheese in there too. <laughs> I would have done it. Well, you know, about that point, you're starting to worry about your cheese in the cooler after like 10 days or a week or <laughs> whatever it was, right? You're not eating it there. What? <laughs> I'm trying to be nice here. I'm trying to be nice, you know. <laughs> they took me for a really cool paddle, and then they all got sick. That's right. They all bad moldy cheese. Yeah, yeah. I tried to pawn it off as Wisconsin blue cheese. That's right. <laughs> and didn't and these work. Are, these are famous Wisconsin green brats. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. They smell a little funny, but they're really tasty. <laughs> Oh, but, uh, yeah, so it was, uh, that was great. Um, I got to do, uh, some, uh, I did some presentations down there too, when I was down there. Um, so for the outdoor kind, so I went out and went to a couple of REIs, uh, went to an REI in Austin and then, uh, one over in Houston as well and did presentations there, which was, uh, which was great fun, you know? Now, and, what do you, what were you, what were your presentations on? That was, uh, I was doing the Oh Shit Emergency Kit. Okay. Uh, and both of those. And what was really fun with that, too, is, is 
you know, typically when you're out at a paddling show, you're just talking about paddling. But uh, but this was you had hikers, paddlers, car campers, you know, and, and kind of a wide variety of people. So you got to talk about modifications, you know, right. um, and different different approaches to things. And um, so that was yeah, that was kind of fun. I, I enjoyed doing that. Yeah, because, I mean, a car camper isn't necessarily going to need things that a canoe tripper is going to need. Right, right. That sort of thing, and, which is. Yeah, and but it's, you know, it's good to have that, that kit in the first aid kit. Like like I take my kits out, whether I'm car camping or anything, I just have them in the trunk, right? I'll throw right. them in the trunk before I go anywhere. And so I got done with the presentation, and, and one of the car campers uh, I saw down in the um, in the store and was buying stuff to put together a, a small kit, which was very cool. Right. And it was, and it was a modified kit too. It was, uh, she was going to set it up. And I said, you know, one easy way to do this is to put it, get an Nalgene and put all of these things in the Nalgene because you can see, um, in there what you've got. And it turns out what she's doing is she's going to all 48, uh, or to national parks in the lower 48, uh, here in the U S right. And she's going to do some kind of major hike in each one of, uh, each one of the parks. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. So she now has an emergency kit to take with her, um, which is great. And she's doing it. Her name is, is Ashley Clawson and her nickname is bear. So, uh, <laughs> she's going to, uh, she has a Facebook group set up for this called the bear hikes. And, um, so you can kind of follow along with her. So if people listen to this, um, check it out, the bear hikes. I think she started this, this last week, in fact. Okay. Yeah. So she's, she's going to do the big trip and, and, uh, schedules work. Um, I'm going to go paddling with her. Uh, I'm going to take her out paddling at Voyageurs National Park over in Minnesota. So, um, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, hopefully that works out. But it's pretty cool, yeah. like you say. You're you're giving this presentation, and then you go downstairs, and people are actually listening to what you just you talked about. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, that's pretty cool. And the other thing that was really cool is is because you know she lived there and I didn't. I said, "Hey, is there a good brew pub nearby?" <laughs> 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 and she told me about a great brew pub. Um, so we actually ended up going and have a few beers, and then talking about her trip and such. And, uh, you know, so that was pretty cool because she's going to do this whole thing. And she said, man, we got something going on here. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure hearing what anything. That was. You didn't hear anything there? No. Wow. I got something here. I don't know if our, you know, if the listeners heard anything there, but um, it must be the tarantulas. It's got to be. <laughs> yeah. We better close this quick. <laughs> um yeah. So, anyways, it it, it kind of cool, and and she's doing this big trip, and and I'm scared about what might be in my office right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you did all that paddling, and you did all your presentations when you're down there. It sounds like you had a good yeah. time down there. Oh, it was great. It was great, and you know, something like you're in a city like Austin too, right? Yeah. Um, and so you say, okay, well, I'm going down. I'm going to do this paddling trip, but then you're in Austin, and so. You know, Austin is about music and food and festivals. And so um, I think it may have been the first night that I met uh, Carolyn and Rodney. Uh, they said, hey, we're thinking about going downtown to hear this uh, guitarist named Jackie Venson. 
And okay. it's uh, V-E-N-S-O-N. It's like venison without the I. <laughs> um, and um, Jackie is an amazing guitarist. It's a mix of blues and funk. And, I mean, you, you got to hear her. She is, she is fantastic. And so I got, to, got the chance to hear her. Um, the interesting thing is she is going to be playing in the Midwest. She's going to be making a swing through here toward the end of July. So I get a chance to go. There's a, she's doing a, a, like an open air show, I think over in Appleton. So I get a chance to go over and see her over there. Cool. And uh, yeah. And fantastic. Like if you like blues guitar or, or funk and I mean, and she can rock, I mean, it's, it's great music. Check her so out. that was, that was sort of my Austin find. And when I was there, um, I, I so wish we could play this, but the licensing for their music would be impossible for you to get. Um, Metalachi, the world's first and only heavy metal mariachi band. Well, okie dokie. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm just going to tell everybody to go to YouTube and, and check out Metalachi. They played two shows, um, Actually, Ashley and I went to the first night, and I liked it so much that I went then and saw them again on the second night. <laughs> and they are doing also a a swing through. Um, they will be in Toronto, I think, at the end of July, and uh, then they're going to make a swing through the Met Midwest. So I'm going to go see them again as well. So I got I mm. I got to see some great music. They're very very fun. So they take all these sort of like '80s metal songs. And they do them in a mariachi style, and um, it's it's great stuff. I it's, have to Google that one. Yeah, yeah, their version of Bohemian Rhapsody um, is fantastic. So yeah, I'm gonna YouTube it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I gotta write this down here. Metalachi. Metalachi. A L. Uh huh. A C H I. Yep. Yep. And so that was my, they were just touring through the area there. I think they're based out of Southern California. Um, okay. But absolutely worth seeing. Um, there was a festival, a TV festival, you know, so they have the big South by Southwest event down there. Right. Um, this was a TV festival. And on Sunday, the m most of the cast of my new favorite show, uh, Letter Kenny, which is, good Canadian show. Mm -hmm. um, they had a panel discussion and showed the episodes and, and we're talking down there. So I got to go see that. Excellent. Um, yeah. And right before I left. And so that was fantastic. Um, you know, kind of hear the kind of the background with that. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you know, you, you get to see a place like that is, is fantastic. And I, I just heard more tarantulas on the line here. So, I'm not hearing Where's, anything. Oh, that's good, man. That's so it good. must be in your ears. That's right. <laughs> and their voices. <laughs> Sean, the voices are talking the to me. The voices are talking to me again. <laughs> uh, Trying to think what else when I was down there. There was... Um, well, I know there was something uh, happened to you on the way home. <laughs> Due to your phone. That phone that got wet back up in Austin. Yeah. 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 Before I left, I... Uh, Oh, I know. Can I can I interject one quick thing? Yeah. Uh, museum. Um, there was a, a, a museum exhibit down there by an artist named Heidi Petrie, 
and it's uh, P-I-T-R-E. And for people who are readers, you would love her artwork because what she does is she takes these old library cards, you know, the old, what are they, like two and a half by four or whatever they were, you know, used to go check out your book, sign your name, and they'd stamp the date kind right, of thing. Right, right. Um, she takes those and she does uh, like pen and ink illustrations on those that correspond to the book. Okay. So, for example, you you like John Irving's Hotel New Hampshire has an illustration on it of a bear riding a motorcycle and, you know, Death of a Salesman has a door-to-door salesman on it, those kinds of things. But um, great artist, really cool person. Um, and she was the one, in fact, that said, yeah, go paddle out and see the bats because that's worth doing, you know? Right. Um, so, yeah, so the way home. <laughs> <laughs> the way home. Um, so, yeah, my phone, the GPS really got weird after the phone got wet and sometimes it wouldn't work and sometimes it would work and then spotty. And as I was driving in Louisiana, because I was going to stop off and see a a friend in Monticello, Arkansas on the way home, I I just clip in the little corner of Louisiana up near Shreveport area. And, um, my phone starts flashing and it's like, uh Oh, this isn't good. You know, the map on it and everything and the location is off. And so I turn it off. I think I've got time because it said something like 20 miles ahead or whatever. I've got to, you know, make a make a, a, a change to a different route. So I'm thinking I'm okay. Turn it back on, and it says, you know, mile and a half. Turn left. I'm like what? And before you know, you you're just kind of like, oh, okay. So I turn off, and I'm going up, and and now I've gone from these wide open roads in Texas, right, mm-hmm. where speed limit actually on one of the roads was was 85 miles an hour or like 137 kilometers an hour. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, the access road for that, by the way, was 65 miles or, you know, 105 kilometers, the access road. So I'm kind of gotten used <laughs> to, uh, to going kind of fast. Driving quickly. Yeah. And so um, as I'm going north on this little road, it's, it's a windy little road, and then it kind of opens up a little bit, and I start speeding. Uh <laughs> I met the Louisiana State uh, Police. Awesome. I did. Hello, <laughs> Mr. Trooper guy. <laughs> he was he was very nice. Um, he, you know, he had me get out of the car. Um, I saw the ticket he had already started writing that said 70 miles an hour in a 55. <laughs> Ooh. I don't know what that's going to cost me yet. I'm sure it's, it's going to be a, a little expensive. Oh, do they not put it on the ticket? Uh, no, in Louisiana, you have to call down to the courthouse of whatever county it is in, and they tell you how expensive it is. Now, that makes me a little nervous, you know? Yeah, hope you don't get Billy Bob on a bad day. <laughs> right, because they're going to say, you're from where? Oh, that far north? Oh. <laughs> yeah. I got sick on some green moldy cheese. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of also feel like, you know, Louisiana is like probably half of the, you know, half of the bill is going to go into, you know, Drew Brees' pocket down there. (laughs) (laughs) He probably gets like a cut of everything. A cut of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Just to keep him there so he doesn't leave. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I'm not sure what that's going to be. But so my theory on that is it was the GPS fault because I shouldn't have been on that road to begin with. (laughs) 
Blame like it that? on the GPS. Do you like that? Yeah. Huh? Nothing to do with me going 70 miles an hour in a 55. It's because I was on the wrong road. Right. <laughs> right. You just blame that on the old GPS, buddy. That's right. That's what I'm doing here. <laughs> uh, no, it was, uh, the guy was actually, he was nice. He was pretty funny. And he looked at, because I had the, you know, the little Toyota Corolla. And I got the 14-foot boat on top, which is basically the length of the car. He kind of <laughs> looks at that, looks at me, and says, you need to buy a truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why, do trucks go faster? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Could I outrun you in a truck? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, that was the other piece. I was, like, literally uh, a mile to two from the state line. And it was like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you that boy wish you had a parachute right about now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but anyways, I, yeah. So my trip got a little bit more expensive on the way home. Um, but I ended up that, that day I got to go see uh, a friend of mine, uh, Kay Grant, who we had gone to South Africa together as a, as when I was teaching, they, uh, she was one of the, the group leaders that took, um, 25 teachers from around the U.S. to South uh, Africa for six weeks. Ooh. And uh, that was over 10 years ago now. So I got a chance to see her and, and uh, her husband, and, you know, that was great. And um, and then they took me out to have barbecue. They wanted me to meet a friend of theirs named Keith Wallace. And Keith has a barbecue stand in Monticello, Arkansas. He's, he's only open Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday because he's got, you know, other things to do <laughs> and um the uh the best barbecue of the whole trip it was you know so that's a that's a nice way to end the trip you know how far is monticello from memphis um let's see actually you know i'm not sure on that i'm not sure i'm not even seeing that on the map yeah it's a small little town um, but that's right, because you're going to Memphis this year, aren't you? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it's probably, I would guess, six hours, maybe. Oh. <laughs> in the other <laughs> direction. <laughs> yeah. It's, fortunately, it's in the wrong direction, right? Yeah. Um, I would tell you that it's actually worth it. Um, and, and what I will tell you is, is that, uh, oh, you know what? I just... I just looked at it while we're talking here. It's three hours, 11 minutes. So, hmm. you know, yeah, just, just saying. Yeah. Um, I called him, got back to, to Kay and uh, Vernon's place, and I thought, you know what? My, my dad's uh, had some health issues lately, and I thought, I bet some good barbecue would cheer him up. And so I called Keith, and he put together a couple of plates for me the next morning. He traded me barbecue. I traded him beer and cheese and uh, got on my way. And your dad never saw a bite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I wasn't going to tell that part of the story. Thanks, Sean. <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> well, I did that uh, a couple of years back coming across, back from um, the Quiet Water Symposium. I was told about this uh, uh, barbecue place just mm -hmm. outside of Lancaster, or not Lancaster, um, Oh, where, where's the canoe symposium or the, uh, white water, oh, quiet water, quiet water, which is now the quiet adventure, quiet adventure. Yeah. For this next year, 
February 29th uh, on Leap Year is in East Lansing, Michigan. Lansing. That's it. East Lansing. Uh, yeah, I was told there was a little barbecue place uh, outside of there. So I stopped on the way home and had some and it was so good. I got a bunch to go and mm. it sat in my truck's front seat for five hours <laughs> and I'm smelling it and I'm crossing the border and I'm thinking if they're going to make me dump it, I'm eating it right there. <laughs> Did they Did, let it across? Yeah. Well, they, he didn't, I, he said, do, do you have anything to declare? I said, I got a, some food, leftover food from a restaurant. Mm-hmm. He goes like a doggy bag. I said, yeah. And he said, ah, not a problem. And head on out, have a good trip, be safe. Cause he knew it's, how far I still had to go. Yeah. But I tell you, I smelled that all the way. (laughs) They were lucky I showed up at home with it. (laughs) Yeah, this was, this was good. And and Keith is a, he's a neat guy. He, he, a lot of times he's been doing um, fundraisers. Yeah. So, um, he'll say this month we're, we're raising money for such and such. And, and a portion of every plate sold goes to that. And, and he did a couple of special fundraisers, a, a little boy down there. Uh, was, uh, ended up like at a rodeo, got kicked in the head, um, by a horse and was having a pretty rough time. So he did a fundraiser for him and raised a bunch of money. And I mean, he does stuff like that. And so a really cool guy. He's a, he's a kayaker as well. And, uh, so anyone's going down South, if you're in Monticello, Arkansas, uh, he's the guy yeah. to stop and see. Yeah. Yeah. His, his stuff is it's and it's good barbecue. It's really good barbecue. So Keith Wallace's barbecue stand, it's fantastic. Well, yeah, I, I'm just looking up the map here where it is and, uh, hmm. <laughs> because we're going to be in Clarksdale, Mississippi as well. Oh, are you? And yeah, it's only two and a half hours from Clarksdale. Yeah, see? See, you we're might getting be able closer. Make a- we're getting closer every minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, and, that, and then, you know, what you need to do is figure out a reason to go, you know, someplace a little beyond that. So, you know. Yeah, so well, Trace, unfortunately, we'll, we're going to run that. out of time at that point. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> we're making but, a midnight run for barbecue. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I'll tell you one place not to speed if you if you do go down there. Where, in Arkansas? <laughs> <laughs> Just a little south of there. <laughs> On the roads that say 55? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be the ones. Those would be the places, eh? Mm. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll hit you. I'll hit you up for those uh, those road listings. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's it sounds forever. at the end of the day that your trip to Texas was uh, a pretty good trip. It was a great trip. Very productive. Yeah. Got some p- good paddling in and... Yep, I and and I didn't get bitten by a snake or a tarantula, or a tarantula. So that's a big bonus. That's a bonus. That's you a know? that's a plus in my book, buddy. <laughs> yeah, some great paddling, some really cool people, um, new experiences. Music. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean it was it was uh, it was awesome, awesome, absolutely all the way around. Good. Yeah, glad to hear that, man. Yeah. So, so now I figure now I got to find someplace else to go. Yeah. What are you, what are you waiting for? start planning let let us know well you know i'm i'm gonna be doing a a woofer class a wilderness first responder class in august in milwaukee so i figure if i'm in milwaukee already sliding over to toronto is really not that far no it's not very far at all 
<laughs> oh, look, there's Milwaukee right there. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you just drive straight across the lake to Grand Rapids. That's right. <laughs> Beeline it right to Toronto. See? And there's a, they've got a ferry that goes across. I mean, I may have to drive a couple hours to catch the ferry, but, you know. It's doable. Yeah. It's doable. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> you got to bring your lovely wife around here one day because we haven't actually met her. So we're I beginning know. to wonder if she's real or not. <laughs> Could be made up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and I'm doing this and she is, uh, as we're recording this, it is her birthday. Yes. So, yeah. So, you know, she, she My does My birthday exist. present to her was an evening of peace and quiet. <laughs> <laughs> She'll appreciate that. <laughs> what did you get her? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I got her tickets to go see Letter Kenny live over in Minneapolis. Oh, uh, and she was she ended up having uh, the the pollen counts and stuff are crazy here, so right. she was not able to go use the the tickets. So oh. I'm gonna, I know I'm going to have to figure out something else now. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they'll be back. Yeah. Eventually. Oh, yeah. Yep. You know, you know what would really make her happy? Oh God, I'm afraid to hear what you say. A trip say to Toronto. A trip to Toronto. <laughs> she can see the CN Tower. She can see the Hockey Hall of Fame. She can oh, see Rogers Center oh. or Skydome or Scotiabank Center, whatever they're calling it these days. <laughs> oh, there's plenty yeah. of things to see down here in Toronto. There are. Yeah. There are. So, yeah. So hopefully I'll be uh, seeing you guys then in August. I know a place you can couch surf out in Bowmanville. <laughs> if you don't mind kids and you bring cheese and beer. That's right. <laughs> it's a great yep. place. And he'll probably be gone someplace else by then too. You never know. I don't know how he gets, you know, I'm self-employed, but how does he get all this time off work? Well, don't know. Maybe he just <laughs> maybe he maybe he just pretends to work. That could be. Maybe he's real. Maybe his wife is like really, 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 really rich, mm. and he's just telling us he works so that he, we don't feel bad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's just a theory. Just throwing it out there. Okay. You know, yeah. I have to ask her about that. <laughs> Are you really, 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 really? That's seven reallys. Yeah. Rich? <laughs> See what she says. And yeah. so, yeah, I'll be hitting Derek up for more beer than he brings now. That's for sure. That's right. So. Anyway, well, that's, uh, is, you got anything else about your trip? No. Um, I think that was about it. I think that was about it. I can't think of anything else. It was a good time. Yeah, I know the little list you gave me here of a breakdown of it. It looks like that. See it? But yeah, like I say, the stuff that you're showing me here and you're talking about and that, it's sounds like you had a really good trip down there. Like I say, some uh, new adventures and new places to paddle, people you've met that you can now go back to, and hopefully they'll come up and uh, come paddling with you up in Wisconsin. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can take them paddling and say, this is how you paddle without trees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't use trees as ob obstacles here. That's right. <laughs> we use things like cows and... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that I good think, stuff. Uh, I'm going to try to put up, uh, I'll try to get some pictures up uh, online tomorrow and maybe I'd love to edit a little bit of the footage for that because I, you know, I ended up um, basically 
uh, videoing the whole run. So I'd, I'd like to cut it down to some of the, the shorter segments. Um, but man, was it fun. I, again, that's, you know, that's probably in terms of the paddling, I think that was probably the highlight of the trip just because it's so different, right? Yeah. It's so different. Yeah. 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 If you get those, if you get some photos and stuff up of your time down in Texas, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll link them to uh, our Facebook page there so people can check them out. Sounds good. Some video and, and some photos and stuff. Yeah. That well, works. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Well, well, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for being the new Derek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's cool to get you on here and uh, have, have your own show for, uh, you know, because I mean, we get we get some stuff and we chat with you and get little bits here and there. So yeah. it's nice to get you on here and uh, do a whole thing with you. So cool. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thank you. And if you want to find out more about Paddling Adventures Radio, you can go to paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can listen to this episode and 175 others on <laughs> iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Player FM, and all your other favorite podcast downloading sites. You can find us on the, uh, the episode page of paddlingadventuresradio.com. We have all our episodes listed there. If you are on paddlingadventuresradio.com, check out our new sponsors page we've been putting up, uh, the people that support us and the groups that we support. And you can check out our YouTube channel. We've got a few things over there. So I'd like to say thanks for everybody for listening this week. Thanks, John, for coming on. And, Thank you. Uh, We'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening.